0: Welcome back to Crushing It in Real Estate with Joanne Tan. One thing that I love about real estate is that you can go into it with any background, so you don't necessarily have to have studied it in school. For example, I majored in psychology and communications, but here I am today as a full-time real estate investor. So, similarly, our guest today worked in wealth management for the majority of his career. He started as a stockbroker intern right out of college and worked his way up the ladder to a private client advisor at J.P. Morgan Chase, managing a book of $65 million of business when he decided to leave it all to build his own real estate investment company. Now he works with Stronger Moms and has completed three real estate deals in his first year. I'm happy to welcome Bruce Snow to the show. Hey, Bruce. Thank you.
1: Hey, Joanne, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, doing great. Just, uh, I just actually came back from, a, 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 I guess, a viewing of another house. Uh, so deals are get, actually coming back online now, right? They're still, they're still coming in. So it's a good sign for uh, hopefully everybody.
0: Yeah, I know. Definitely when the whole COVID thing started, people were worried, like, what does this mean for the economy? What does this mean for the real estate market? But I've heard that the Bay Area market has, you know, stayed pretty steady throughout all of this.
1: Right. Absolutely. My uh, partner, he actually has a theory. He said, follow the traffic, right? So as the traffic comes back to normal, the economy will come back to normal. I was like, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying because you know we've been sheltered in place for so long, and I still drove around to projects uh, myself. Uh, but you know, I can understand why people, for the most part, sheltered in their homes for like two months, right? So,
0: yeah, I think your partner's onto something because I actually uh, was commuting a lot during the whole shelter in place because I was yeah. going to um, work at a place that was essential and. Mm it was usually like a hour plus commute, but I got there in like 45 minutes, no traffic. And I know now like the traffic has definitely picked up and it's like over an hour. So yeah, traffic is picking back up. How did that place look that you just went to go check out?
1: Uh, It was good, it was good. Uh, The the bones are good, very light stuff. We might have to just like uh, add on like 700 square feet, Uh, but we can buy it at a million. Uh, maybe put in uh, 150 to 200000 to for an extension. Uh, and it'll be a worth a $2 million house. So wow. it's in a very desirable neighborhood too in Willow Glen. So okay. it's interesting. We're, we might try to put it together. Uh, nice. yeah, so
0: Did you want to talk about maybe how you got into real estate, your background experience, and what kind of real estate you're focused in?
1: Sure, sure. Um, well, that's a lot of unpack right there. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: One at a time.
1: Yeah, one at a time. So I guess majority of what we do is uh, flipping, right? And that's it's easy to understand because you watch HGTV and every other show is that, right? Um, so majority of it, we do flip. We do some wholesaling. Uh, also, we do something called house hacking. And that's kind of what we become well known for. Uh, house hacking is pretty much you buy a really, really big house. Uh, and then you divide it up inside the house to as many bedrooms and bathrooms as the city will allow. Uh, in the, the house that I'm actually sitting in right now, it's a six-bedroom, seven-bathroom house, right? Six-bedroom, seven-bathroom, 3,000 square feet. Uh, and we rent out each of the bedrooms for about 1350 per bedroom. Uh, and that covers the mortgage and then a little bit as well. So essentially, this house pays for itself. So that's that's what we've become known for. However, we do practice other strategies in real estate as well. Well, that's Uh,
0: awesome because like with house hacking, like you said, what you're renting it out at per bedroom, mm -hmm. the rate covers not only the mortgage, but then some, right? So basically you're getting paid to live there.
1: Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So it's uh, always a fun thing. So that's why we kind of promote the, hey, living in the Bay Area is hard. What if we could live here for free? right? And that's exactly what we're trying to teach people. And, you know, we were trying to get the message out there. Um, you know, the funny thing is that, you know, people are a little scared, right? I, even I was scared when I was approached about this type of strategy in the past. Uh, it took me like three years just to kind of grasp it and kind of jump into it. Um, and luckily, I have good mentors. Like we just talked about, I did three deals in my first year. And, um, I was only able to do that because I have good mentors and good advisors and good friends now. Right. So uh, yeah, all those things definitely make a difference.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think for people who haven't heard of health hacking, they might think it's like mm -hmm. kind of strange, like what you're living for free or almost free or even like making some money. Like that's not how people normally think of like real estate, right. Or buying a house to be able to do that. But it's I think it's a great strategy for people. If they're trying to, they're just starting out, they want to get into real estate, but right. you know, if they can't cover the entire mortgage, get a big house, like you said, rent out some rooms, get some right. roommates and help pay down the mortgage with you.
1: Exactly. And so the funny thing too, is, you know, in our generation, I think it's going to become more and more popular because we share everything we share, you know, for Uber, we share a car, right? We share a ride. What else do we share? We share Airbnb. We share our own houses, right? We share everything. Mm -hmm. So I think as time progresses, I think you'll probably see more and more of this happen, especially because property values are insane now, right? It's just, it doesn't make sense to buy a million dollar property and be tied down uh, for 30 years, right? So for, for me, when I ever want to, I live in this house, right? And whenever I want to leave, I'll just hop over to my next property, (laughs) whatever, wherever that is. So it's pretty flexible in in that regard. And my wife can just come with me. So we're, we're comfortable enough to have a look that option now.
0: Nice. Yeah. Especially in the Bay area, the prices are insane. So house hacking can be a great way to go. I know you guys also do flips, which is like really fun and, Glamorous, right? You can yes. an ugly house and make it <laughs> yeah. look beautiful. But not yeah. everybody has like all the capital to get into that because it can be capital intensive, right? Sure. But yes. you said having like the right mentors really helped you be able to get into like three deals your first year in.
1: Right, right. So the funny thing is with these properties and these deals that I uh, worked on, uh, we didn't really spend any of our own money right? So that's kind of a misconception about real estate too, because the funny thing is it's the only asset class that you can really leverage this way, uh, right? If you're talking like, I came from wealth management, right? And leveraging was a thing there, but you can only leverage so much. The SEC regulates a certain uh, amount that you can leverage, right? Depending on the asset class. Um, So in real estate, the banks are loaning out (laughs) like 80%, right? So you put a 20% uh, 20 down payment, And you get an 80% loan, right? So that's huge, right? Where else can you do that? Especially when you know in the Bay Area, prices of homes tend to to go upwards over time, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, on that point of leverage, like you said, and connecting Mm -hmm. it back to your background in wealth management, like I couldn't go to a lender or bank and be like, hey, I want to buy some stock. Can you lend me some money to go do that, right? But you can do that for real estate.
1: Right. Well, you you can so the you can leverage some of your own money uh, as long as you have like twenty five thousand uh, dollars in your stock portfolio that you can trade. Right. Uh, so you can trade on margin, but they don't let you trade that much. Right. As, uh, and if you're a day trader, they'll leverage up to like four times the cash. But that's kind of getting technical, right? <laughs> uh, and and that's like in my past life, right. <laughs> We came here to talk about real estate. Right? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, you, so you can leverage, but not that much, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then you're saying disp- like they
0: won't give out like 80 percent loan to value
1: for correct, correct, right? And so the thing too is when we purchase property, we don't even put a 20 percent down payment. We actually use private money lenders that you know see that we worked on properties in the past uh, and they really like what we're doing. They see the numbers make sense and they loan us the money. And then essentially we 100% finance our entire deal. So we don't actually use any of our own capital, right? So it's a perfect, uh, perfect scenario for us, (laughs) right? We just pay, yeah, we pay interest. That's all we pay.
0: Yeah, you have no money in the deal of your own. So with your private money lenders, are you just borrowing like that 20% for the down payment? Or are these lenders um, lending even more?
1: Yes, so as of right now, the hard money lenders, right? They have tightened up some of their uh, requirements, right? So we're needing to borrow a little bit more from private money lenders. And now private money lenders, they're more of like friends, family, and people that really trust you as a business person. right? And luckily, I do have ties from you know my old life as a wealth man- uh, wealth manager that I can call on them and say, "Hey, look, this is what I'm doing now." I used to manage your million dollar portfolio. Do you know, trust me? And then I showed them my business plan for uh, the project and they basically say yay or nay, right? It just really depends. It just comes down to trust at the end of the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. you. Um, I guess I met earlier, you were talking about hard money lenders and then okay. now there's private money lenders, right? So right. lots true. of different options for financing. Right clearly you have the econ in the background.
1: (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) So, I mean, in business, you really have to understand economics and how money works uh, to be a good business person, right? Uh, And just to be a, you know, in the business of doing business, right? So once you understand that, you know, supply, demand, those are all concepts of uh, economics, of (laughs) <laughs> I kind of suppose those are all concepts of economics. Right. And the funny thing is nowadays people just, you know, they want to trade stocks and they don't even know the first thing about economics. Even some of our political leaders have don't know the first thing about economics and they're making our policies, which is kind of funny to me. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That can be scary. And I don't know. Um, I think there's also a lot of like different companies who are now kind of gamifying the whole mm. stock purchasing investing experience. So right. it makes it on one hand accessible to a lot of people, but without that financial background it can be dangerous, right?
1: Right right. absolutely. you know in my past experience, as a, I was a stockbroker, uh, I was in st- I started off as a stockbroker's intern and then I became a stockbroker. so I got to see like hundreds and thousands of people's trade in their portfolios, just regular people right? Trade in their portfolios and majority of them lost a lot of money, right? And there's a reason for that. Um, it's not the economy. It's not, um, it's not trading. It's none of that. It's We're creatures of emotion, right? So our emotion kind of betrays us in that sense, right? Like if you saw your life savings go down 10%, how do you feel? 20%, how do you feel? oh, man, I got to stop this bleeding, right? And Mm -hmm. so in general, when that happens, we always make the wrong moves when we're emotional. You know, I know when I'm emotional, I don't make the best decisions, right? You know, and uh, it always ends up my wife yelling at me or, you know, and I have to sleep on the couch, right? (laughs) So nothing good ever comes out of being emotional, right? Uh, And so, you know, as we mature, uh, I think that emotional thing kind of gets taken out Uh, of our decision-making as business people.
0: Nice. Yeah. Do you think any of your learnings from being a stockbroker translates to your new role now in real estate?
1: Yes. Almost everything actually translates. Um, I know Mm -hmm. at the beginning you said that, uh, you know, you can kind of come from any background and then do real estate. And that's absolutely true. I've met I met bus drivers that, you know, went into real estate. Right. And they just tried it and they just wanted to learn. They had the affinity to continue learning. Uh, and it's, it's an amazing thing because shoot a a house is like the biggest thing that you can ever buy. Right. Um, and so I guess you said, what, what translates into from what I did and what I do now is everything, right? Because even finding a deal, right, Uh, takes a lot of time, takes a lot of sales, right, you're just like, we have a lot of ways to market directly to sellers now, Uh, we call them, we mail them, it's a lot of marketing, we just need attention, we need to get in front of them, Uh, so I was used to that because I was in front of people making presentations and just handshaking, a lot of that stuff, right, Uh, and then after that, it's the, hey, you know, let's negotiate a deal, Right. And then I used to charge people one and a half percent to manage their portfolio. Right. So that's not that's that's not a little bit of money. Right. So how could I convey value? Right. And then to have that conversation is it's pretty difficult. But as long as you're you're genuine about what you're doing and, and you just want to genuinely help people out, because the people that we purchase homes from, they're not you know, Joe Schmo that's just trying to sell his house and he's kind of moving into a bigger house. There, there are people who, you know, like lost their jobs and they're like stuck in this mortgage and just need to get out. Right. And they just, they're just kind of like at the end of their rope. Right. And so, so we come in and we say, Hey, look, you know uh, you know, we, we have an out for you. We can purchase this. I know you're going to get, you're gonna, you're the the courts are going to take your house like next week. Right, and we have options that we can do to purchase the home, and then we have other options for them to. We we generally pay for their moving expenses, right? We've done that in the past, um, so it just gets them out of their bad situation, and we want people to kind of have the ability to move on, right? Yeah,
0: that's nice that you get the chance to you know get a deal, but also to help somebody out of a tough situation.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, what about, you know, strategies that you found worked or didn't work well, you know, in your past and do those translate too?
1: Oh, see. Okay. Yeah. So in my past as a wealth manager, those strategies that I used. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit different. The, the strategy wise, um, one of the strategies that kind of like, it's an all time thing. I, I'm sure any advisor would kind of tell you is like, you can't really time the market. Same as a stock market. The real estate market, you just don't know, right? Anybody's, oh, like I I see all these newsletters come out and all these financial gurus, they come on and they say, hey, like if you buy my $200 course, I can teach you how to make $50,000 in a week, right? It's like, it doesn't work like that, quite like that. So um, timing the market or timing an investment never works, right? Um, You know, and just kind of like, more nuggets to kind of throw out there um, for all the beginner stock people or stock trading people, or even in just investments in general, you know, uh, stay away from penny stocks or stocks that, you know, and stay away from the hype. Right. So in general, the hype will, you know, carry it upwards. Right. And then eventually will drop off somewhere. I don't know if you've invested in any of these penny stocks or anything in the past, but in the Asian community, it's kind of funny because they love penny stocks, <laughs> They come in and say, hey, Bruce, like, uh, you know, I saw this thing. My uh, neighbor told me about it, you know, and then I was just like, oh, let me look it up. Oh, it's uh, 50 cents. I'm like, well, you know, unless you're unless your neighbor knows something, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I should trade this thing. Right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, misinformation out there. And there's also something called um, pumping and dumping. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. Pump and dump. Yeah. So basically these small companies, they hire like these hype men, right? Like, oh, you know, like, you know, you you see the Wolf of Wall Street? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they call people and they say, hey, you know, like Bruce is a technology firm, right? They're coming out with some satellite technology, blah, blah, blah. And they try to sell you and they hype up the stock. And then they, all of a sudden their stock starts to climb from 50 cents all the way from $15. And guess what they do? They just dump all of their shares, right? So that's a very, very dangerous uh, game, in my perspective, right?
0: It's like market manipulation.
1: Kind of, kind of, yeah. So, and that's against the SEC room, but who, who can, who can stop it, right? And I've seen it time and time again. Um, so there's a little bit of that. So for people who just are trading stocks, uh, I guess some of the things that that have worked uh, for me too that I have translated uh, from my experience, uh, I guess the the golden rule is this. When you're trying to be really good at something, anything, right? You just find a mentor and an advisor to, to help you along the way. Because guess what? Those mentors and advisors love to teach. A lot of them love to teach. I love to teach. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say anything to anybody who will listen to me. My wife hates it, right? <laughs> She's like, maybe look what I learned today, right? And she hates it. She's like, oh, I have to take care of your baby. So <laughs> it's just I'm already tired, right? Uh, so I, I try to find people who, who have an affinity for learning, right? Um, and so the thing is, you, the thing you have to remember is you can't waste that advisor or mentor's time, right? Uh, you have to put out, if you will, you bring them value. Uh, I think I've heard that multiple times from advisors that I've had in the past as well. I mean, we, we've, um, ment- we've mentored uh, many people in the past and they just end up dropping off. Uh, because one thing or another, right? So it just hey, it happens; it's normal. Uh, but understand that very successful mentors have seen it all before. Like I remember when I was in the bank, I was uh, following, or an advisor was mentoring me, and he was he was the shit, right? He was he was a big man on campus type of type of guy, right? And he basically walks in and he says, "Bruce, I'll never forget it." He said, "You either have it." Or you don't. Mm. And then he walks out of the branch. <laughs> and I was just like, that, that guy's supposed to train me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm like, wow. and I sat down, I thought about it. And as I progressed in my career, right, I understood. I was like, okay, yeah, I busted my ass. I showed people what I had, right? And then they were, then the people who want to take me under their wing will do so, right? And then they'll, they'll see the output that you that you. That, how much effort that you put into the world. And so they'll, who doesn't want somebody to to train somebody like that, right? So Mm -hmm. there's that. And then for uh, the stock people as well, there's something called dollar cost averaging, right? Dollar cost averaging, have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, so you just basically constantly buy, right? So that's my strategy. That's my, I I just coined that right now. I'm gonna gonna put a, uh, (laughs) what is it? Copyright. Uh, Copyright on that puppy, right? You can't lose if you keep buying stuff, right? You can't, now now I'm not saying be a hoarder, right? But yes, hoard your money and hoard your investments. You can't lose if you don't sell, right? So now understand that eventually you will need to sell for a reason, but make it a good reason. Just don't sell, just to sell. But I just consistently keep buying, right? For example, pick any stock. If you just keep buying $20 of that stock, if it goes up, if it go down, it doesn't matter. Right. But over time that money will average out the cost of it will average out and hopefully it'll be up. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's the best thing. So yeah.
0: You, you don't really lose unless you cash out. Right. Like exactly all in there, but it sounds like you have so much stock knowledge. I'm definitely going to have to like pick your brain on that because yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: yeah, no worries. Uh, it's alright.
0: I think it's true. It's, Totally relatable, too, with real estate, right? Like some people, if they were over leveraged or, you know, they um, didn't manage well during the recession, then they were forced to sell right, Right. during a downturn. And that's when they lost. But if they kept it, let's say until now, they'd be back to where they were or even higher than before, you know, the property value goes down. But it comes back up like the stock market.
1: Right. Multiple times over. Yeah. And, yeah, then okay. have, and then they have and then they had so the the interesting thing about real estate too, and, and one of the reasons why I decided to specialize in this asset class uh was is because of a couple of things, right? It has appreciation, you have tax benefits, and you have uh, well, tax benefits and write-offs, right? Uh and then also you have cash flow. All three. Tell me what other asset class will give you that, right? Right. So it's it's kind of amazing
0: especially compared to stocks where there's like a lot of capital gains taxes, right?
1: They doesn't
0: exactly have the same type of uh, tax advantages that real estate does provide.
1: Right. You still have to pay a lot of taxes on real estate too, when you make a profit, (laughs) but you know, there's, you you can, there's always the deductions. There's always uh, things that you can do. Right. So for our company, we write off like all our marketing, everything. So I use real estate as a business and not as just a, something that just sits there and I can collect a paycheck, a rent check every month. Right.
0: Nice. So you're doing well, you know, in the stock, in the stock market as a stock broker, Uh, Mm -hmm. why did you want to throw all of that away and change direction so drastically and move into real estate?
1: Right. Great question. Um, so there's a lot of reasons actually. Um, one, I guess one of the main things, uh, is, I was managing multi-millionaires' money, right? And then they would come in to ask me, an advisor, questions about the stock market, how their portfolio is doing. Uh, but I had one client in particular that said, hey, Bruce, you don't have a, you don't have a uh, property portfolio yet. You should look into real estate. And I was like, what are you talking about, right? It was like, I have stocks, I have bonds, I have this business that I'm working on, right? But he's like, yes, but that's how I made my millions, right? so look into it he didn't he's all that's all he said. he said just look into it i'm like all right so what i did is i didn't know at the time i was like 25 years old managing these people's money right and i was just like man i don't even know one real estate agent really or a real estate agent worth you know their coin right because they're all super young i'm just like i don't even know one person so what i did was i went out and i paid twenty five thousand dollars to one of these gurus right to to kind of like just understand and, and, and seek that knowledge. So I paid 25000 and they, they told me, hey, you can bring a buddy. Uh, I was like, all right, fine. I'll invite my buddy that uh, always does crazy things with me. Right, <laughs> He'll get a kick out of it, right? We we'll so,
0: always have one of those buddies.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I call my partner now, Ken, and he comes. He, I remember he said, he said, he said, Bruce, I remember the moment that my life changed. When you called me for that real estate class thing. And then I was pumping my gas, <laughs> <in> my, <laughs> my little Integra. <laughs> He's like, that day changed my life. But I was like, all right. Hell wow. yeah. yeah. And so we go off to, to this, um, I guess, three-day thing, and, and we didn't really learn much. And then when we came back, we were amped. They amped us up, but we still didn't know where to go. We still didn't know where to go, right? So uh, that was the reason. So I guess to answer your question, to recap a little bit. Uh, one of my clients advised me to go into real estate. And I, you know, was curious, paid 25k for it. Uh, and then lo and behold, three years later, I, you know, I still worked as an advisor while I was learning. Uh, but three years later, I quit my job focused 100% for the uh, this past year it hasn't even been a year yet. It's been 11 months. Right. Uh, so focus 100% on it. And I'm, I'm loving every moment of it and I'm loving that we can share our story with people so they can escape their nine to five. Right. Cause you know, that nine to five for me was not nine to five. It was like six o'clock in the morning and I would come home at eight with traffic. Right. I'm sure that's not a, uh, a, uh, a, not a, What is was it? What's the word that I'm thinking of? It's, well, not, it's not a really rare story. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah. not sustainable. It's not a rare story either. Right everybody's kind of stuck in that nine to five until they find some inspiration to, to just take the leap of faith. Right. And there's better things out there. I've met so many entrepreneurs uh, since I left young too, just like you. Right. Um, A lot of people who are movers and shakers in every industry. And it's like amazing. I'm just, it kind of opened my eyes because I thought there was just like one thing to do it. Right. One thing to get rich. Right. You just have to do it slowly. That's what I've been trained and taught. And, you know, that's what I was like uh, telling people. But there's like so many ways. Right. And then the thing is, are you going to even enjoy the journey? Right. That's kind of the other half of the story.
0: Exactly. Wow. That's amazing. It sounds like that one course, one phone call changed not only your life, but also your friend's life, too.
1: Right, right. And for
0: the better, you know, because yeah. you were stuck in a nine to five rut and this mm-hmm. lifestyle that's not really sustainable. And now you have more, I'm assuming, like time, time freedom. Yes. And you get to do what you like.
1: Right. So, you know, we always have a saying on the other day because like there's some days that's like tougher than others. Right. And on the days that are tough, I always say I am not working for money. I am working for freedom. Right. And it's just like, that's just just saying that just makes it feel better. Right. It's like, you're right. I I would be in a tie shirt and tie and in a little glass cubicle, (laughs) you know, somewhere if, you know, if I was doing anything else. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And so right now I'm just sitting at my house, just hanging out with you online, which is pretty cool.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And earlier, you were just checking out a property. It's like you get right. to control your schedule, your time. You get to spend more time with family, you know, right. wife and kids.
1: Wife and kids. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then tell me, like, I know when you were a stockbroker, you're familiar with like SEC rules. And now with your flipping, have you done some like capital raising, raising money for your projects? Is that um, relatable too, or?
1: Yes, yes. I haven't explored it 100 uh, yet. Uh, I know that I can use my securities license in the future if I want to do like syndications uh, and and things of that nature. Uh, but right now, like uh, I'm I'm one year in. Right, I'm I'm still learning. I am no by no means an expert. Uh, however, I have learned a lot, and I'm uh, and I'm a steward of what I'm doing. Right, like I will. I'll research the shit out of it until it gets done, right? So, you know, I have learned a lot in in this past year. Uh, So, you know, I don't know if that's the path that I'm going to go on yet. Syndication using my securities license, but I'm keeping them active. I'm aiming my license um, at other brokers at other brokers so that we I may use them in the in the future, right? I have a life insurance license and all these other licenses too. And I'm getting my real estate license, you know, I'm like, I'm begrudgingly getting my real estate license because, (laughs) you know, so yeah, why not? I have all these other licenses I'm going to hang on my wall. (laughs)
0: And these all could be eventually, you know, separate businesses for you.
1: Right, right, right. So I've gotten to the point where it's just like, don't say no to things that you can already do. Right. So uh, I watched this movie, uh, maybe you remember um, it was a Jim Carrey movie. Is like the Yes Man? You, mm. you remember that Yes Man? Yeah. He just basically he can't say no to anything, so he does a lot of great crazy things, right? But that movie kind of like it, it was a long time ago. I forgot what, when it came out, but uh, that kind of the movie kind of changed me too. I was like, yeah, if you say no to stuff, you just close that door, and you don't know what the opportunities could have been. And I know there's a lot of other ways of putting it, that, but that Yes Man movie was my you know, awakening to, Hey, let's just do everything. Let's try everything. It's like, it's like, you only get one chance to live. Let's just try a bunch of stuff. Right? Yeah. That's and awesome that's kinda,
0: mentality.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, because I think sometimes like we don't give ourselves that chance and we right. write it off prematurely when we might not even know, like maybe we do enjoy it, but we won't know right. until we try it.
1: Exactly. There's always a domino effect, right? A domino effect is like, Oh, maybe if I date this girl, oh, my God, I meet all these people. And then I actually find my wife in that group of girls. <laughs> it's just That's exactly what happened to me, right? Yeah, and
0: you never know.
1: And, uh, exactly. So you just, you know, and it was a complete blessing, right? So you never know if you don't try. Mm-hmm. That's the, I think, I'm sure my mom said that to me one, once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> and you just never listen until it happens, right? So.
0: so moral of the story, listen to your mom.
1: I know. <laughs> if she's listening to this, I love you, mom. Right.
0: (laughs) So you, you know, you're doing a lot, you're working with stronger moms, you're flipping houses, you still have your securities license, you're getting your real estate license. What are your goals, you know, for 2020? I know it's almost halfway over already, but what are your goals for 2020 or next five, 10 years? Where do you see yourself?
1: Yeah, so the funny thing about this business too is it kind of like moves and changes as we meet people, right? Because at, at right at, as I am right now, I can only attain the things that I can attain, right? So I set those goals, like oh, you know, like uh, my goal is to make five hundred k next year, right? But what if I meet somebody that hey, we can take down apartment buildings, like oh, shit, like let's do that, right? Or let's learn about that and then put together some deals so I can learn, right? Uh, so yes, my goal is to, uh, as, at an income level to make a lot of money, right. And to expand the amount of houses that we purchase. Right. Cause you know, I like to think of, uh, now you might think I'm a kind of geek because of this, but, uh, I think of real estate as like war, like, cause you know, I love books like the art of war and learning about guys like Genghis Khan and like all the Alexander the Great, like just wartime stuff. I, I don't know why, I just, you know, I just, I'm just drawn to it, but like, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like every property that we take over, right. Or purchase is like, oh man, we just took over that territory. Let's go take over another one. Right. <laughs> and so as of right now, we're actually, uh, we're in a good position, cash position to do very well. And we positioned ourselves to do very well should, you know, housing prices started, uh, start to fall. Right. But you know, we expect it to hold pretty good in the Bay Area. So it's not a big concern. Uh, but yeah, hopefully next year, you know, I'll own more houses, right? Two, three more houses. Uh, so and we'll conquer
0: read. more territories.
1: Conquer more territory. That's <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like, um, you know, your one client made a big impact in your life by just mentioning like possibly looking into or building your own real estate portfolio are there any other people in your life who's been like a mentor to you
1: yes yes well my my partners right um they kind of took me under their wing uh to to do all this right and then you know there's a lot of people that are going to be naysayers right i was one of them right so my buddy whom i took to the class right uh when I, we came back from that class after a couple of weeks, uh, after the hype was uh, was gone from us, right? Uh, uh, he decided to continue on the path of real estate, and I actually got a promotion at work, and so that needed it needed more time for me. So I said, "Hey, I have a choice between the safe road or you know a." I don't know what's down that path of real estate, right? So I chose the safe road at the time because it made more sense for me. Um, and then my buddy, Ken, he started closing deals and then making things happen. I'm just like, babe, congratulations. And in my heart, I was just like, I'm jealous. <laughs> like I'm working all this time over here. I don't have any houses yet, right? I'm starting to build my, uh, build my cash reserves to take down something, right? and then you know he recognized that i was the reason that uh, he's on that path so he's always coming back every couple of months he's like bruce you should come join me in real estate man like you you kind of put me down this path right i'm just like i know but i'm just so comfortable over here right and then so eventually um he just took me under his and was like, just, just quit your job just quit your job and we'll just do this i'm like all right let's do it and so i ended up following him and tom my other partner uh after they've done like something like 16 flips or something like that um i was like all right i feel safe enough to kind of take the leap okay and so then done three deals myself now and hope to do a lot more in the future so
0: yeah, I know how it is when, uh, you know, corporations dangle the carrot. It's like you're thinking about leaving and then they're so good at that. Like the timing oh, yeah. and everything, like they know.
1: Exactly. They do it just enough, too. I don't know how that happens. It's like, hey, you know, we'll give you just enough to, to make you think about it. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so it was a it was a good transition time. I was having my daughter at the time, too. So I was like, man, if I don't do it now... I can't do it when she's one. I can't do it when she's two. When am am I going to ever take the chance to pursue something I love, pursue something that really is exciting? Right. So I took the jump.
0: I'm so glad you took that leap of faith in yourself and, you know, uh, built working on building out um, your dreams for your future and your family. Right. I definitely applaud you on that. Right. And any words of advice for people who uh, might want to do that but are scared, or um, you know, they still have a job, but
1: mm-hmm. people are
0: dangling the carrot for them. And right? Yeah. How do you make that?
1: Yeah. Take They're that getting pulled back faith. into yeah, getting pulled back into that corporate ladder, huh? <laughs> into the rat race. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: it's as simple as this. It's do like you know that that's not what you're gonna do forever. Right. And you don't enjoy it. Right. I myself like lie to myself. I'm good at this. Therefore, I like it. Right. So it, it kind of played against me uh, a little bit. Right. And I know that that's what's happening to people, too. Um, but make it make it so that it's safe for you to take that leap. Right. Follow an advisor. Ask for help. Right. Ask for a lot of help. As much as people can give you. Help me. Help me. Help me. You know, it won't. It won't say that you're weak. It says it will say that you're strong enough to say, hey, look, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. So can you help me, right? Figure this out so that I can build a better life for myself. If somebody came to me with that story and said that to me, I'm like, show me what you got. Show me what you got and uh, prove it to me. Prove to me everything that you just said, right? And I will lay out a plan for them right? But if they don't put their money where their mouth is, I don't have time for it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's so true. By the way, I want to mention that Ken was on this podcast previously, episode 15. So you can check that out.
1: (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I think, no, I did. I did listen to that one. I did listen to that. He might've, oh yeah, he did mention me. I remember now. (laughs) He did mention that my My dumb buddy paid 25 grand to to go to this real estate class. We've
0: come full circle.
1: Exactly.
0: But yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. You know what? Do whatever if you are thinking about leaving your full time job or mm-hmm. making a career switch. Like, do what yeah. you have to do to feel comfortable about it. For some people, they can just take that leap of faith. Some people need to build up, you know, six months, one year of savings, whatever it yeah. is. But like, right. do it. You exactly.
1: Know, because you, like
0: like yeah, like you said, we only have one life to live. So. Right. You know, you want to make sure you're living it to the fullest
1: and doing oh, yeah. what you want to do. Exactly. So what I do every day is I sit in my kitchen and I type on the computer. Like that's an awesome way to live, right? Um, you know, just as long as you know you're also helping everybody else. So you have time to help people. I'll leave you with this, right? Like John Rockefeller said, "If you're working all day, when do you have time to make money?" Right. It's
0: powerful. <laughs>
1: So it's a big old banker saying, I guess.
0: <laughs> you drop like all the great nuggets and quotes uh, today.
1: I know, man.
0: <laughs> Is now there anything? I just, anything-
1: remember hmm? I j- I just uh, remembered it because those are like little things that get me through the day too. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be nine to five. I'm going to be like typing away, like making a phone call, you know, where I can be making that phone call for a multi-million dollar deal for myself. You
0: know. well yeah the thing is like you're building your dream right yes. whereas if you're like working for a corporation you're helping build someone else's dream which is fine for some people but if you have yeah. the drive to do something on your own like yeah. working for someone else probably just will never satisfy you the same
1: absolutely absolutely and i want to give this to my daughter but have like i, I already planned it out a little bit right i'll have this for my daughter However, the caveat is you must attain 10 houses yourself first, (laughs) or this is all going to be donated to like a wildlife preserve or something, right? It's like, hey, Mm -hmm. you don't just get it just to get it, right? So Mm -hmm. I want to leave something behind uh, for the world too. So we'll we'll see where I can take that.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love that you're, you want to give back, but also you're thinking about, you know, if your daughter gets 10 properties or whatever on her own, she's learned the skills that she doesn't even really necessarily need, need what you save for her. You know, she can make exactly. it on her own.
1: Exactly. And then so the next question would be, what is she going to do with the massive amount of quote unquote power now? right will she make the world a better place and that's kind of what i want to teach her right it's like hey look it's not all about money it's about hey how much can you influence and affect people in a positive way uh to make this world better right there's a lot of things going on in this world right now and you know if i can raise a person to make it better all the power right so we need we're we're in short supply of that nowadays i think so
0: yeah, that's amazing that you have the opportunity. You know, any, anybody, you know, with kids, they have a direct line to the next generation, which is
1: exactly it's crazy to
0: think about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. So, she'll be a stronger mom in the future.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can't wait to see all that she does. <laughs> yep. Is there anything we didn't touch upon today that you would like to talk about, Bruce? Um,
1: uh, I was just, I was just having a conversation with you, so <laughs> I, was, I was being myself, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, I think, I think we touched on a lot of topics. And then also if anybody out there does want to learn about real estate or even just talking about investments uh, themselves, you know, I do have a lot of experience in the personal finance realm. Uh, they can always contact me. I think you can, uh, I guess, post my information, uh, my email address, my phone number. Uh, and they can just reach out to me and we're we're kind of like an open book. I think you, work, you want to work with us on a project too in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but if they want to w- reach out to us and um, help in any way or we can help them in any way, we're, we're for, definitely for that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would love to work with you guys because I love what you do. You know, you're teaching young people about real estate and really giving them the tools so that they can build financial freedom and stability for themselves, which is great. And I love that. And um, yeah, so if people are interested, like how can they find you?
1: Yes, they can find me on uh, Instagram. Bruce underscore suits to boots. Two is a number two suits to boots. Get it. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you know my story, you understand my IG.
0: Now I get it. (laughs) That's
1: right. So now you know me, Joanne.
0: (laughs) I got it. So all of that information, your IG will be in the show notes. So you can go check them out there.
1: Cool. Or you can email me at uh, Bruce uh, at StrongerMoms.com.
0: All right. Thanks, Bruce.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Joanne.
0: Have a good one.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Wow. So much great information. Here are my top five takeaways. One, you can live for free using none of your own money, even in a pricey market such as the San Francisco Bay Area with house hacking and leverage. Two, you can't lose if you keep buying and don't sell. We're creatures of emotion and our emotions can betray us sometimes. Three, find a mentor and ask for help. Ask for a lot of help. It doesn't mean you're weak. On the contrary, it means you're strong. Four, now that you've gotten that help, don't waste that mentor's time. You have to take action and bring them value if you can. Five, don't work for money, work for freedom. It means so much to me that you took the time and spent a little bit of it with me today. Thank you so much and if you want more like this, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because I have some really great guests lined up and I don't want you to miss it. If you felt something during this episode, whether it's inspired, motivated, or uplifted, please take a second to share this episode with someone directly or on your Instagram and tag us and we'd be happy to reshare what you post. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next one.